Welcome back to the shit, everybody. We're here again for another action-packed episode. Just going to have to start talking and see what segments come out. At any rate, here we go. We're going to have some fun. We hope you have some fun, too. Let's start. Um, here's a thought for us, boys. I know that we always assume that we have an absolutely static listening audience who by now know the names of our kids and pets and cars we drive and everything else. But we should just introduce ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I'm PJ. I'm RJ. And I'm KJ. See, so was that so hard? That was easy. No. Yeah. I feel better. We should. <clears throat> I feel better. Uh, we should maybe think about doing that a little more frequent. Yeah, it's because... Uh, my daughter has a friend who until very recently was on the 650 Sports radio. He was actually laid off last week. And he listened to the podcast and liked it, but his suggestion was we should probably make ourselves known more often because if you're new to the thing, we sound, you don't, but Rich and I sound too similar. Mm. Uh, your voice is way more distinctive than ours. So he just thought, probably introduce yourselves now and then, so... Maybe just try that now and then. All right. Just just a thought from a pro. Thanks, Kenny. We know we're in good hands. Well, I'm not the pro. It was some other guy. Oh. Somebody who actually is a pro. <laughs> Do you have a radio? Do you play the radio in the shuttle? I only play CBC Music. Uh. CBC 2. Contemporary till 9. Classical till 2. <coughs> contemporary till 5. I mean, that's... That's all I do. You got to play it safe, really. I mean, you don't want to annoy the customers. Well... You're not going to play hip-hop in there. Right? Actually... Even if you liked it, you shouldn't really play it in there. I always find myself almost apologizing for having classical music on because I feel like people might think I'm trying to be pretentious. Does anybody ever ask you to play something? Like No. No, I've had several people say, oh, this is nice, classical music. And then I feel stupid because... I feel like I have to admit that the only reason I'm listening to it is because there's no commercials. It's kind of soothing, and there's no commercials. Is this CBC AM or FM? FM in this case, 105.7. Okay. Shout out to yeah. some music too. Yeah. I wasn't up on whether CBC AM now had commercials or I don't know. Whether no, but no. CBC AM, I think I might have mentioned this uh, on a prior episode. I've certainly mentioned it to customers. I spent about 15 years commuting into the North Vancouver from Port Coquitlam and Maple Ridge. So it's about an hour, hour, 15, hour and a half these days. And I used to listen to um, CBC 690 AM and they have news and then they have talky sort of editorial type right. pieces. And I just got to the point where I thought if I hear one more word about the downtown east side, I'm going to just completely freak out. I just can't handle any more hand-wringing. Can we hand ring about the seals or about the price of avocados or just anything other than the downtown east side? So I stopped, started listening to podcasts. So it wasn't just the lack of advertising, although that's all I ever cop to. It's also the content. There's no editorial real content on CBC Music. It's mm. just music. And the news reports are the same news every hour on the hour. So. You could put shed dogs on rotation. Just over and over. <laughs> Maybe even the same episode. <laughs> I think that would probably make me bananas. Probably, <laughs> yeah. I think. Absolutely.
uh, what was the other tail from the shuttle in there, RJ? I don't really actually okay. have my... Oh, Hang on. right there. Because I'm driving there. Yeah, that's right. You are. Uh, Tales from the Other Side. Passenger's story of a visit to oh. a medium. Yes. So I'll try not to be, take too long with this. Basically, I had a customer in Horseshoe Bay. So I had a ride out to Deep Cove prior to taking this person to Horseshoe Bay, and they were really incensed when I got back to the shop because they'd been waiting about an hour, and nobody had told them that it would be so, so very long. But I'm driving this person out, and we got talking, and I don't like to say this publicly, but I often pitch the show to people in that car because they're trapped. They can't run away. Yeah, the whole organic thing got thrown out after a while. <laughs> Just like, nope. No. Okay, come does, on in. Before does. we do anything else, <laughs> hang on. No, it does come up organically, but it is, it is. I will admit, to a certain loss of the pureness. It doesn't come up out of the blue. Usually there's some connection. Anyways, she said, oh, oh, I got a story for your podcast. And cause she'd already accepted. She was interested. And it was that she had gone to see a medium. It's a long trip. The reason I mentioned Horseshoe Bay, it's a long trip. So I had a chance to ask a lot of questions. And mostly I was focused on, is there any way this thing could have been fixed? Were you asked questions? Did you give information? Could anybody else have given information? Did you give the medium even your last name? As they could Google. The answers were all no. It all didn't make any sense. And so this woman had a really troubled personal history uh, grew up in a First Nations community in Haida Gwaii, abusive father, all kinds of substancey business going on, uh, brother a suicide, another one died in a motorcycle crash, all kinds of awful stuff. Mum died very young of cancer, 62 or something. Gets to the medium, medium magically just knows, it's just able to sense all this stuff. And, you know, I asked a lot of questions, but of course, I wasn't there for the conversation, so I wasn't there to see how much she may have inadvertently offered the medium to work with. An example would be the medium said, oh, there's someone else in the room. She looks like this. So I thought about my own mother. She looks like this. She's got gray hair. She's got blue eyes. She's about, I think she's about 5'5", five, 5'4", five, five, something like that. Who could that be? Well, that's got to be my mother. You know, if it went like that for everybody, then yeah. it's not very magical. And the reason mm. I wanted to bring it up here was basically just to take the temperature of the room. Mm-hmm. And who thinks... Like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm rather reluctant to go to a medium. And I told this woman this because I don't want to go there and find out or be convinced that it's all real because it's just going to complicate my life too much <laughs> to, to think that everybody's over on the other side and they're all happy and oh, whatever. Yeah. They're all watching me and they're present. She said, I've been getting a lot of little signs. I, I walk my dogs every morning. This woman's a dog groomer. I walk my dogs every morning and I'm way out in the middle of the woods and I'll smell cigarette smoke. And I'll think of my brother because he was always a smoker. And I said to her, well, you know, I always think it's just a function of age, but I constantly, especially in the last year, I constantly am smelling what I think is exhaust, car exhaust in random places. And I'm pretty sure it's just my olfactory senses deteriorating. And I just, it just, mm. you know, I don't connect it with anybody in my life who isn't here anymore. Yeah. Cause the brain's part of that smelling. Yeah. And so the brain can do stuff on you. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought I would present that story to you. And she finished off by saying there, so you guys can snack on that for a while. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty fun. She was really fun. I liked her. And so what do you think you guys, uh, what is your general posture on mediums and communicating with those who've gone to the other side mm. since, you know, 
Oh, I really like your take on it though. What was that? You just don't want to complexify your life. Oh. <laughs> if it's real. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh man. Yeah. Another just, thing. To, I just can't oh. deal with it. You know, Although maybe it would ease whatever life stresses you have. Well, and that want. was part of our conversation. She, she, she said at some one point that, uh, when she asked her mom if she was okay, her mom said, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'm okay. And she had apparently for most of her adult life carried a whole bunch of guilt over what a miserable life her mother had had. Oh. And she felt an enormous sense of relief when the the question was asked and answered in this session. I yeah. said, you know, it doesn't really matter to me at all whether the medium is real. It doesn't, just in the same way that placebos are fine with me if I feel better. Like, I just don't care why. Right, if you've right. been relieved of an enormous guilt load yeah. for whatever reason, all good. It was worth whatever the money was. Yeah, sorry, were you, you weren't. I said this to the woman, yeah. Oh, you actually said it to her. Okay, yeah. because she's wondering herself, is she? No, she's very sure it was all real. And I was oh, just I saying, well, if it was me, I wouldn't even be spending any effort worrying about what it was real if it made me mm. feel way better. Yeah. Is it, was it, did she get anything else? Like that was, uh, not that she needed to get anything else. That was probably big enough. Uh, I can't remember. Not, not like that. She got pieces of information from this woman, like her daughter is already in Australia. The woman couldn't possibly have known that, you know. Mm. There was a few of those where she couldn't possibly have known it, but the, you know how those things are often debunked in in cases where it is mm-hmm. false. So I I don't know, and but it was just I just wanted to bring it up here to just kind of test the waters in the room on how do people feel about mediums. You've heard mine, may or may not be. I kind of don't want to know if it is. Anybody else? Mm. Well, I've been to a numerologist. I've been to. A- Medium here. I went to, uh, what do they call them, mediums? A medium in uh, Sedona when me and Drone went down there. Actually, me and Drone went in together, which is... Well, I was I was fishing into that, too, for a while, right? That was sort of... Uh, I had a little bee in my bonnet about that kind of stuff. And also, we had a, a local shaman who was in our babysitting co-op. I'm sure I've told you. Ah, and so that, yeah. And so I, I actually went through a soul retriever retrieval with her which is a kind of a big deal in the world that's different than mediums though well there's a connection in terms of other lives and a connection between living and past yeah yeah anyway i've certainly dabbled and whether um i go in there accepting that i'm going to accept that they're yeah it's not bullshit to start with yeah so you're open yeah and if it starts to feel a little bullshitty then you know i guess you kind of shut down on your own in your head i mean i don't know but yeah. uh and you just take whatever you get yep no that's just all i was wondering i have never done it i i and for the reason i said rj well i'm i'm uh as you might expect i'm a skeptic yeah that's what i thought yeah i mean so i can't profess to say oh here's how they do it though no but i just i i actually if you, i hope you don't mind but i actually told this woman i will raise it and I bet yeah, I can predict the results, and they're pretty much a- a- as we are hearing. That I, th- I would have expected you to be skeptical, and no, I don't think you have to defend that at all. But yeah. mm. and by the same token, nobody has to defend being open to it either. I mean, if you look at a magician who's not a psychic, although some could, you know, they kind of yeah. blend both, right? But a typical magician is about um, manipulation and misdirection, yeah. kind of. And, uh, they do things that if you weren't skeptical in the least, you would go, 
there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that person did disappear. I know for a fact, I've thought about it just like you did. I've thought through, oh, there's no way they could get to Australia from like absolutely impossible. And you would look at these magicians and you'd say, there's absolutely no way that that person could have levitated. Yeah. There's no way. I've thought it all through. Well, you haven't thought it all through because they had a great way of making it look like they levitated and they even ex- will explain it later and you go, oh, that's how it worked. Right? Yeah. Mm. So I'm just saying that the, the same kind of thing is possible. I mean, yeah. Psychics, if if what I believe is true, so I'm not going to say it's, I believe it's 100%, but what I do believe is that they're extremely skilled individuals at reading you and and this is almost paranormal like because yeah he's looking at me a certain way Mm. i can see his dad probably had this issue yeah right Mm -hmm. and that's a remarkable skill and that's not magic or anything but that's like it's a kind of a yeah yeah susan's got a great story a cousin of hers uh died i believe committed suicide well there's a couple of stories around it but uh, his uh, favorite show was Larry King for some reason. And so I think on the anniversary of his death, the first anniversary, the family decided to watch Larry King kind of in his honor, in the kid's honor. I think it was 25 when he died. And Larry King had on a psychic. And the psychic was like Larry... I think somebody phones in, this woman phones in and says, well, I'm having these problems. Can you help me out? You know, and so the psychic starts dealing with the woman who's on the other line. And, and in the middle of it says, uh, hang on a second. I'm getting something else here. I'm getting something else here. And they actually have the transcript of this thing. And that what they figure, and it's really close to, it's Kevin going through this psychic and telling the folks back home, who somehow he knows are watching tonight, that he liked the new carpet in the house. They put in new carpets just recently. And there's, you know, some other little information. And the guy, the psychic, could not figure any of this stuff out, but he was getting the signals from somebody else. And it's just a fun little story. That mm-hmm. is fun. I don't know what, how that all ended up. Mm-hmm. That is really fun. I don't know how it works. I, I, I have no idea. If it works, doesn't work, I have no idea. Well, from the other end, like if this is, uh, this is not like what you said, but if it was v- viewed by uh, four or five million people, a typical Larry King, the psychic can safely tell any kind of weird combination of facts. There's going to be about eight people that call Larry King the next day. <laughs> I was just he was th- talking about me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was just yeah. running through that in my head too, the yeah. same thing. What's the size but of What you're audience? saying is these are people that you know which changes the equation. Yeah. But it still could be, you know, you might know someone who's won a lottery yeah. as well. So. And the, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the real answer would be, how many calls does Larry King get after he has a psychic on from people saying the psychic was speaking directly? Somebody was speaking directly to them through the psychic. Yeah. Somebody passed. We put in new carpets. The end. You know, that's, that's the real yeah, there was there was a bit more evidence than just the new carpets. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you were saying there were a, a number of things. Yeah, I don't remember altogether. exactly. Right. Yeah. Another one is the dreams. Right. We all have you have you have a, a hundred dreams, and none of which come true. And eventually, one of them comes true, and it's like, 
there you go. Like that's the proof. <laughs> dreams do come. <laughs> do. Yeah. I dreamed that my aunt was going to have problems and she was in the hospital the next day. And it's yeah. like, okay. But yeah. the night before you dream that your cousin was having issues and they're just fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. True. Well, <laughs> I saw the, uh, the candidate for uh, liberals in Burnaby South, Nareen Brar or something like that. I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. but uh, there she was outside the SkyTrain. I didn't know it was her, and she was thrusting a, a pamphlet into my hand, and I didn't know it was her, and I just said, no thanks, trying to quit. It's kind of a normal line, right? And she says, what? Like she's, And I, I stopped, and I go, oh, you're the candidate, aren't you? She goes, yes, I'm Nareen Brar, and... I said, okay, thanks. And then, uh, I headed back to my car where I'd forgotten my phone. Then I headed back to the SkyTrain station and I stopped and asked her, so what's the number one issue for you? And she hesitates. I mean, for the, for the voters. And she, she says, do you mean in Burnaby? I said, for Canada. She said, climate change. And I said, good answer. But she's like a psychic, right? <laughs> like she knew like she asks a few questions till we can get the scope as a whole country, right? Climate change. Well, just to be devil's advocate then on that. No, I mean, this is the, we talked a little bit earlier at the top of this session about the conservatives and this happened in Alberta when uh, Greta Thunberg was headed there. All of a sudden you started to hear in the news that it's okay to buy Alberta oil because it's produced by people who treat others in a humane manner. And it's produced using modern technology that's way less damaging than the technology used in other oil-producing nations in the world that we won't name. But they're in place, you know, like, they just came up with this whole thing, uh, like, right off the back of somebody's napkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another one of those things that you hear from the flip side of the argument is that Canada is such a small contributor to global warming in terms of population industry or whatever else you want, that no matter what radical thing we did, no matter how radical we got, it wouldn't make much of a difference to global climate change. It doesn't work that way though. Well, I don't know. I just, no, but I mean, I, what you're saying is true, but I mean, we're probably in the top three in per capita, like we're really high in per capita, Yeah. but you're talking about in whole numbers. Yeah. So it's just that, the biggest by far is China right now, and U.S. is number two, even though the U.S. has a much smaller population than China. It's just that when you're trying to apply pressure in a global situation, try and get the Chinese to change. First of all, they don't listen to anybody else. They're worse than the Americans. Oh, yeah. And the Americans are the second worst, perhaps, yeah. to China. So trying to get anybody to change, you, you, you really do need to show moral leadership. So you think that's what it's about, moral leadership? Well, it actually has an impact, though. So Canada's impact is fairly substantial. But, yeah, in terms of percentage of the states, we're actually around a tenth of the states, which makes sense. That we're about a tenth of their population. Yeah. Um, so, yes, absolutely. It, it, you know, it's our, it's our duty. Because it's just like saying, you know, why, why should I bother voting? You know, you yeah. voted. You, your vote didn't make a difference, by the way. So why did you vote? Well, there's a moral authority to saying, I voted. Did you vote? Yeah. I, why didn't you vote? You should be shaming people who don't vote because as a collection, it makes a difference. And that's, I think that's the way global warming is. 
I haven't seen you guys. Of course I haven't. Uh, so I, I finally uh, went to ICBC. Like, I took my truck into this guy who's not an ICBC guy, right? So, oh, right, right. You, yeah. Yeah, so I phoned ICBC and I said, how much will you give me uh, against the claim if somebody else does it? And he, the guy looked at it and he said, oh, uh, something like $1,100 out of 22 I guess. And I thought, oh, wow, it's whatever it is. So get the work done. And I got it inspected um, five days ago. Took it in and the guy looked at it and he said, oh, this guy does nice work. And then he saw that the bumper cost $300 just to buy the bumper. It cost $850 to chrome it. So that's your 1100 right there, and you're not even talking about the body. Anyway, the nice guy at ICBC gave me the full meal deal. He nice. gave me the 22 Later that day, Susan gets into an accident. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the... Didn't she tell you? I didn't know. The car... The, Kermat collision car out front. That's her rental. Oh. Oh. The same day, I think I was feeling so good that I saved that thousand bucks. And yeah, but at least a regular car will get probably completely paid for whatever the problem was. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, accredited repair facility. Yeah, and this the guy that hit her. She said it was a really nice guy, but he says he had already. There was already major damage to the front of his car because he had just had a recent accident, and he hit her with that same thing. She, I don't know who's at fault. She was sneaking in just down here, right? Bam, hit her passenger door. And he said, look, can we um, settle out of court? Like, can we go cash on this? Because this is just going to kick the shit out of my record or whatever i don't know how much that goes up and and premiums go up and of course susan's will go up too i'm sure no matter what and she thought about it because the guy was just being honest but then she's got to go to Kamloops in a couple of weeks and she can't be you know rental cars and all that stuff she's got to it's just got to happen so she sort of politely declined and the guy was all right with it he, he kind of understood so hmm. she's going all in with icbc there you go there you go that's a just a drag. I saw a t- tweet from Stephen King where he just offered his opinion about the best lines ever in movies. Uh-huh. And number one was, you're going to need a bigger boat. And number two okay, well, was... To, what's that from? It's from Jaws. Okay. Where where he spots the, you know, and he just says, you're going to need a bigger boat. And uh, number two, <laughs> number two is, game over, man. Game oh, over. From Aliens. Yeah. And... Uh, Geez, he had three and four in there, really well known. I was just thinking, you look, you talking to me, you're looking at me. I think That's that was be one in of there. Yeah. So I replied, I I voted for game over because me and my friends have had way more fun over the years saying that <laughs> than you're going to need a bigger vote. Like, how yeah. many times have you said that? Yeah. And laughed about some and stupid that, thing. I forget which actor played that because he was a mainstreamy actor afterwards. Yeah, he's since passed away too, that guy. Uh, Bill uh, Pullman, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think that is who it was, yeah. yes. And Yeah, uh, because he was, per, he was the, they're like Marines, right? Yeah. And he's perpetually afraid. <laughs> he's driving everybody nuts. Yeah. And they're they're going down. We're screwed, man. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> that was really fun. Uh, and yeah, I think you you look at oh, and say hello to my little friend was in there. Then that's from uh, Scarface. Oh, okay, I've never seen Scarface, but I certainly heard that name a lot or yeah, that line a lot. He's 
showing somebody a gun, like yeah. a machine gun. And yeah. You've never seen, seen Scarface. No. I guess the Scorsese movies, I must be deficient in those ones. Uh. That's okay. There's a whole bunch of people, I think, probably who will declare quite happily that they've never seen a Quentin Tarantino movie and never intend to. Because mm. it's the same sort of thing. After a while, you get a rep for having a certain flavor of movie that you always do. Mm. And I think the same thing may have happened to Scorsese. Uh, well, certainly Taxi Driver's different from his later stuff. Yeah. In, in that he is clearly a film noir, right? Like, I don't think his newer stuff would be like Casino and that kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking of which, I finally saw a Taxi Driver. First time ever. So. What? Oh. what wait, hold it. Yeah. What do you mean you finally saw a Taxi Driver? No. The, the movie. The movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So have you ever seen wow. Taxi Driver? Yeah. Because it's central in our, our culture. Iconic. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Right? But I've just never seen it. Yeah. It was fantastic. What a great movie. There's Martin Scorsese in the back seat because he. He plays the really the guy who's going to shoot his wife because she's she, she's cheating on him. He's in the back seat and he's pointing out to De Niro. See up in that window? It's the classic, you know, apartment window where you can see the people in the sh- like in the woman's clearly undressing kind of thing. He's <laughs> he's going to kill her. And De Niro's going. Travis Bickle, I mean, is going. Well, he's his mind is thinking. Maybe that is a solution to some of these problems. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a fun movie to watch, though. You talking about When did that come out? 72. And is that with Jodie Foster when she's 76. 15? Or yeah, she was, she's playing a 12-year-old. I guess yeah, she's yeah. probably 15 or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's fixated on her, but he actually just wants to help her. Like, he never tries to have sex with her or anything. He just, she's a prostitute. He shows up, and he starts offering her money to get her back to her parents. Uh, the one that he has an interest in is Sybil Shepherd. Mm. She's working as a candidate's oh, right. uh, helper. Obsessed. Yeah. So, and she's really pretty and she's willing to go on a date with him, even though he's a little bit off, but he's interesting. But yeah, she, she needs to ghost him after a while. So she, she takes this first phone call and then that's it. Yeah. And then that's when he starts to decide he's going to shoot the guy, the candidate slides over the Boy, edge. That's a great movie. So that reminds me, you, are you talking to me? You talking to me? Well, I was thinking on the way over here about a highlight episode. I wanted to do one of those. Yeah. And I, I just, maybe more than one. And I just thought, I wonder what anybody thinks are highlights. I wonder what we think are highlights, but I wonder how we would go about figuring out what would make best hits so we could have lost stuff and best hits. Like there must be segments I, I was trying to think about this driving over well, here. Well, there's totally segments that are uh, yeah. best hits material. But I bet if I went back through, you had mentioned that you liked 66, and I was thinking to myself, what was in that anyway? If we just published it, 66. Yeah. It's the one that just got published two days, three days yeah. ago. Yeah, and I I just, what, what struck me was how little I remember. I just finished editing that thing, <laughs> I and I can't even remember what the hell was. I know, about. that's like people who... Moby, you'd probably appreciate this, eh? When you're, you act in a TV show and then some fans will know the dialogue and they'll know exactly what happened in each episode and you're going, oh, I don't remember that. Too. No idea. It's just like I show up, I do my work, <laughs> I raise concerns if they're breaking any union rules. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. That's pretty good. Yeah. At five o'clock. 
Go home. On the dot of the allotted time that's allowable in a day. Damn it. Speaking of dreams, I, I, I don't mean to throw us too far back here, but I did want to mention with regard to KJ's uh, deadline behaviors around script memorization. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was 66 where we talked about the worst dreams you ever had, but you will recall that his was, I just need the script. Yeah. I just need to refresh. Yes. Now we know why that's prominent oh, in his yeah. dream landscape. Because he always needs the last minute refresh because he only memorizes at the last possible instant. Man, that's hard. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I don't know how you do it. Anyway, that's what those were about. I just thought they would yeah. be fun to, to <laughs> kick around a little bit. My dream last night, I was uh, at some kind of performance and it was my turn. I just had to... Uh, I went to the audience. I said, Hey, do you know how to play trumpet? And so as long as they could play trumpet, then my thing was okay. And it was, and then, but at a certain point I got someone who could play saxophone and realized I didn't know how to play spoons. Now I'm screwed. Right. (laughs) And Terry Jarvie's getting pissed off. Seriously? Yeah, like dreams are like that, right? They just like. <laughs> Did he old... appear at all before that? Oh, moment? he was annoyed. I don't really know. Who? Anyway. <laughs> a guy. No, he's a guy that with. I used to work with at First City Trust. Oh, oh, yeah. Haven't seen him for like forty years. I had a quick little dream last night that I had dog shit on my shoe, and, and somebody, and I don't know if we were on a bus or at a party, but you got to cut out the lunchtime chili. That's sitting important. down, and and they said. uh you should really do something about your shoes. And I, I go, what? Me? And I look and I think, oh, how did that happen? And then I then I woke up or, or left the dream. But I thought, yeah. well, how do I fix this right now? Yeah. And then as you're walking away, people were pointing because there was a, a page of the script stuck on there. <laughs> Your big, your big speech in the second act. No, <laughs> can't read it anymore, right? It's dog shit. Right. <laughs> oh, here's one for you. Here's one for our listening audience as well. I need to know: a) if this has ever happened to you; b) what'd you do to fix it? In my car, my AM radio cuts out plays for a minute, maybe two minutes, maybe 10 seconds, and then just cuts out dead as a stone. FM, fine. CD changer, fine. Mm. Anybody, anything? Yeah, I do have ideas. What? Tell At me. a certain time, black and white TV signals just started to get weak, right? And then after a while, that's all that was left was color, right? And uh, now I think AM radio is coming to its final end. Wow. Well, I give you a lot of points for... Uh, <laughs> Left field on that one. Right. Way out there okay. in the sticks. Does it, it just surprised me that anyone actually listens to AM radio anymore. Well, the hockey's on there. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, again, a listener, a new listener suggested we announce ourselves now and then, uh, was on that same channel that broadcasts the hockey games, the mm-hmm. same station. Yeah, and since you're saying it, uh, PJ's a fan of hockey. Well, only and, on the radio, and, uh, which is especially odd. Like, I don't particularly yeah. love watching it on TV, but I do love listening to hockey when I'm driving someplace. She likes it too. She she listens to the Canucks when she has to leave the house. Yeah, I, I, but and I really? can't. Yeah, she's a Canucks fan. Yeah, well, I know that part, but uh, just yeah. radio is. I just but, like it. I really don't know why, but I just like it. 
I don't mind listening to it when it's on. They I don't must have the same guys calling all the time, right? The Canucks probably do. Uh, I don't. Well, not on TV. Like the no uh, on the radio, they do. Yeah, and I can't even remember who they are right now. But like the guy from CKNW travels around with them everywhere. Yeah. But it's not working, and, and I like your theory, RJ. Actually, I I just never would have dreamt that. But uh, <laughs> well, I'm just kind of making it up. I just know, to, but I. It is really odd that it just cuts in and out like it, that. It could actually, maybe there is something to it, like the stations are less worried about it when it cuts off. But I think if, if it's, I'm sure that they get a lot of listeners on hockey, for example. They sure seem to, yeah. It's, I, I, it's really, relatively easy to take the whole unit out because I was looking at it on how to add an auxiliary jack so I could play an iPhone 6 through it. I mm. just don't want to do it. Because I don't really have any idea. I thought I'd just throw it out there. If your AM's cutting in and out, what does that mean? Um, response is welcome. From our listeners. Mm. Yeah. Response is sought. Response is welcome. Oh, here's another one for you guys. Since we're already fully dipped in the temporal tar pits here, it was Thanksgiving recently. And in my household, big drum roll, full vegan. Full vegan Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, how, you. how did that all work? Uh, was involved. It, (laughs) so how it went was about two weeks prior, Sadie sent me a helpful text, which irritated me. Sorry, Sades, but it did. And it's really super unfair because I asked her to remind me next year, which is this year. She sent a text said, just a reminder, there's three, there are three people that are coming to dinner. Don't eat meat. And I'm the only one who eats meat that was going to come to dinner. My three daughters do not. One daughter's vegan, two vegetarians. Good for her. So I just thought, oh, crap. Now what am I going to do? I was really annoyed. <laughs> so then Jenna, who's the one of the vegetarians. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it's really unfair. Okay. Then Jenna, who's one of the vegetarians, she comes up, sends a text and said, let's go all vegan. I could do vegan. Let's do vegan recipes. And so uh, vegan mac and cheese. And you make the cheese out of ground up cashews, uh, <laughs> Nutritional yeast, uh, some, I think, paprika, something like that. <laughs> and then you put it in with cauliflower. For the color. And yeah. the, no, the cauliflower is just whole. Like yeah. you put a layer and then the mat, and geez, it was really good. Oh, was it? That was the hit dish, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, we, Haley baked some Brussels sprouts, baked with spice and salt and pepper. Mm. Very tasty way to have your Brussels yeah. sprouts. Yeah. We had a vegan chicken pot pie. It was the least favorite of the dishes because I don't know if you guys have ever had the vegan fake meat, but it all tastes and feels kind of funny. Hmm. And it feels sort of funny too, to spend the money required to buy fake meat so you can eat fake meat because you're ethically opposed to eating meat. Yeah. Really? There's some for me odd yeah, about no. that. There's the cheap meat, mm-hmm. uh, cheap fake meat and expensive <laughs> fake meat. And the expensive stuff's not bad, but it's very expensive. Yeah. We had, it wasn't bad, but. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking for vegan, the way to go is to not try to replicate. Yeah. I, that's what I think too. Yeah. And I. Uh, Although you had good success with your mac and the cheese. The mac and cheese was good. And I will say too, that pot pie, I ate it the next day and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And maybe it was just hunger. You know, maybe I was just hungrier the next day. A pot pie was made with meat, meatless meat? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And a bunch of vegetables, you know, it was a nice little dish, but on the day it didn't really hit. 
And then for dessert, we had a vegan peach cobbler, mm-hmm. which was also pretty good. Mm-hmm. And again, in the peach cobbler, you got to buy fake butter, like vegan butter. Very expensive. Darn tasty. Tastes like butter, but pretty expensive. Anyways, I mean, it was, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, the vegan recipes we cook with fresh prep, they're never trying to replicate anything at all. Yeah. And they don't, of course they avoid the expensive ingredients cause they would go out of business. So, <laughs> yeah. So quite often they have, you know, some kind of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, grains, you know, yeah. like, not grains, but legumes. Hmm. What's that? I don't know. I never, that's one of those Beans and beans. Like bulgar, yeah. uh, grains would be bulgar and couscous if those things are, are different. Chickpeas, yeah, we get yeah. chickpeas quite often and beans and this and that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just cook them and they generally taste good. Some of them are not the greatest. Others are just like, I can't believe how good this was. Yeah. Much through the magic of spices. Yeah, my daughter Haley cooks cooks real vegan, you know, like with not trying to fake. And a lot of that is really tasty. Yeah, yeah. Tofu scrambles. I once made, just recently, I tried making fake scrambled eggs, and they weren't good. You you make them yellow by adding turmeric or turmeric, however you pronounce mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And my stomach is not that friendly with turmeric, as it turns out. Mm. So, yeah, I think go and just genuine, have a tofu scramble, make it, spice it, put in stuff. It's pretty good, like really good. But anyway, it was just a thing. I... For the record, love turkey. Love turkey. I didn't get any this year. Uh, KG, <laughs> you got one? Uh, the national anthem. I posted that, the trombones there at the, the game. Love the trombones. What a dumb arrangement, but I love the trombones. Uh, the only reason I posted it was because I love the arrangement so much. Really? Yeah, I thought it was so cool. Oh, Wow. Well, that's interesting. I saw your, you, you and Bruce Ham yeah, said the same thing. I'm with Bruce lousy. on that a thousand percent. Bruce didn't like that? Didn't, sh- said. Yeah. Too many disres- glisses. Yeah, too disrespectful. Like, oh, was a lot it the of, national yeah, anthem? Like, gliss is when, in the trombone is when you go, wah, like that, you know, uh-huh. wah, 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 you know that sound? Yes, That's yes. glissing, and there's a lot of that uh-huh. in the American... I like that arrangement. I, I did really not. Did. I just, I also, I just like the the arrangement, just the, the the four parts and how they did it. If they hadn't had some of that, it really did make me think of W. C. Fields. It really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I really like the sound, and those guys were very good. It was four like teenage kids. It looked like. Mm-hmm. They were I saw good. it a little bit. I was in, I had my phone and I was somewhere that I couldn't really get the full experience. Yeah. I kind of noted that I wanted to forward it to Hannah, but even because she played trombone, but even that I couldn't. Didn't know Hannah did. <laughs> yeah. Hannah did. And M did as well. Like Mike's daughter, M. Oh, is that right? Janet did think, for a brief Because Hannah too. was young and there's cousin M doing it. And then oh. I think the next thing you know, Hannah's doing it. Yeah. yeah. KJ. Right. right. Mm. Tell RJ. Mm. The text you got from Dennis, you were you were not here yet. He yeah, received a text from Dennis. Right, right, right. I uh, do. Hey there, just thought I'd let you know I'm sitting here getting chemo round two, listening to the shed dogs and giggling a lot. Oh, nice, huh? Huh? Is there that cool or what? There you go. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Just because, boy, if we can get a giggle out of anybody who's having chemo, we're doing okay. Yeah, that's well done. Well done, Dennis.
that's all we got. We're exhausted. We spent everything we got. It's still raining out here. It seems like it's been raining for about two weeks now already. Wherever you're listening, you may be experiencing snow and thinking to yourself, stop complaining. I could stop complaining, but you know what? It's unlikely. I've been complaining forever. Unlikely to stop. But until I stop complaining or until we release another episode and talk to you again, take care of yourselves. Make sure you're having some fun because that's important to do at all times. Have some fun and we'll see you soon. See ya. I was thinking about music on the way over here, too, because I heard an aria. This is not my usual speed, either, but it was an aria from Puccini, Gianbino Puccini or something, and Mm -hmm. it was lovely. It was really simple, and it was pretty short, and I thought, we could just stick that in the middle of a podcast and just say, we're going to have a musical interlude now, and just (laughs) play that.